0: Are you looking for a mortgage in 2024? We had Michael Forhees here to discuss what you need to know about the mortgages here in Florida. Coming right up. Welcome to Sarasota Florida Living Podcast where we help you understand everything Sarasota and the surrounding areas. On this podcast, we interview local businesses and experts to help you find the best people to work with for any of your needs. So sit back and enjoy meeting these wonderful people to help make Sarasota such a wonderful place to live. Today, we have Michael Forhees, um, with U.S. Bank, and we've met through a mutual friend at a, is it called B&I? and i yes. B&I Group. Went to visit these folks. Um, really good people there. Um, we got talking about some stuff, and we, we get together and- show how we can help people together.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, so it's been really cool with some of the stuff you call and let me know and keep me updated what's going on in the market. Um, you want to give us a little bit of background of your experience and sure. tell us which what you got for us? Yeah,
1: we'd be happy to. So uh, I've been in residential mortgage lending for a little over 25 years. It's the only career that I've ever had. I uh, had many different roles within that time period, but uh, I most recently moved to U.S. Bank, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, really good company, got a great name, uh, you know, just they run things the right way. So I'm really happy to be here.
0: So now we're coming into 2023 uh, or the end of 2023. Right. And then uh, 2024, everybody's been kind of, um, I know you've heard the same stories. We've talked about it. Everybody's waiting, waiting, waiting for the rates. Everybody wants to right. see that three again. I don't think we'll ever see threes again. Yeah. Um, it would be a miracle. But, you know, I do think that we're going to see a, a change next year. You know, I think even they mentioned there's, and I haven't paid as much attention as you have, they mentioned some cuts coming up in the, in the following year in 2024. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of where are we at with rates right now? Um, what's, what's going on with the rates?
1: Sure. So right now we've seen actually some improvements here recently. Lost a little bit of ground uh, yesterday. But uh, for the most part, we've seen that small drop here recently. And with U.S. Bank right now on a standard conventional conforming 30-year fixed mortgage, somebody that's putting 20% down, good buying, pro- borrowing profile, uh, we're going to be looking in the high sixes on okay. that right now. So a lot of lenders still in that seven range, but there's, you know, a reason for that. But yeah, we're uh, fortunately uh, in that upper six range right now.
0: You know, there's so many different ways to get into a home, but people just don't realize because they just hear rates and then they forget everything, <laughs> right? you know, and they don't sit and talk with a, a professional like yourself and try to figure out, say, okay my goal is to own a home, you know, I want three bedrooms, two bath, and I want to do it, you know, what are my three plans, right? What what are your maybe three most popular loans that people can turn to?
1: Yeah, so probably the first thing would be a conventional conforming loan. Uh, Second would be an FHA loan. And then lastly would be really between either a jumbo loan or USDA or VA loans.
0: Okay, so
1: those are the most popular. Right? Yeah, those are the ones that I work on most. The origination
0: fees. Um, you know what? What kind of charges? I mean, so I think what what catches a lot of people by you know surprise is they don't realize there's other fees that go along with the closing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to buy a house. They don't realize there's there's closing costs right involved and origination fees. So um, something
1: you know. Uh, What kind of origination fees are you guys talking about through your company? Sure. So uh, U.S. Bank, we do not charge an origination fee. Um, It's generally more so associated with a non-bank lender. And usually that comes up when the borrower or the property might have something that's a little outside of the norm. And so that lender is going to charge a little bit extra on that loan because they've got to deal with some situation. Uh, but again, we do not charge origination fees with us. Oh, banks. that's great. I mean, yeah. that's that's something to need to know.
0: And um, what's the APR? What what does that? How does that pertain? Why do people need to
1: know about that? Sure, APR. So most people look at their interest rate and say that's my interest rate. And while that's true, the annual percentage rate actually takes into account all of the fees associated with getting that mortgage. So when someone comes in and starts a mortgage transaction, uh, they're going to have some fees that they're going to pay to that lender. But there's also what I call ancillary fees as well, such as appraisal, title work, uh, attorney fees, things like that, that are also part of that overall cost to obtain that mortgage. And when they express that in an interest rate, it will show that interest rate to be actually higher, not higher than what they actually have, but it'll show it as an interest rate that's higher than what they would expect. Because most people just look at my rate and say, I'm at 6.5%, that's my rate. Right. While that's true, the overall cost of that mortgage, that when they express it in an interest rate, it's going to be higher than what that 6% or 6.5% rate would be.
0: Okay. And, that, and that's all done um, pretty much at, at the beginning when they start their process. So They'll have a pretty good idea what the fees are. Here's the rate. Here's the APR. Right, involved in with it, so they kind of really have a still a solid number.
1: They do. They'll know what that is, and the APR again is more of a. It's not a fictitious number, but it's not really the real number that the borrower would have because they take into account of those other fees that uh, aren't necessarily from the lender. And
0: that's a normal practice across the business, it's not it just is. just U.S. Bank. It's all all lending and all. You know, use this kind of system.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. Yes, everybody follows that. Yeah, Correct. Right. Right. Hey, if you're enjoying this
0: content, make sure you go ahead and like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Throw a comment down below and let us know about videos that you're looking for, and we'll make sure we'll get right on it. Other than that, let's get back to the show. So now with loans, some people, you know, are worried about the rates. Mm -hmm. And then they worry about if they um, refi, maybe in a year or two, and they get into these loans and then they realize that they might have a, you know, an early payoff fee or a prepayment, like they pay it off. And then they're like, well, since I paid six, and and now I'm going to go to 4.5 or something in a year from now, is there, you know, prepayment penalty? A lot of these loans are locked in that way. Is that something that uh, you can address?
1: Sure, Cam. So typically, if somebody's going to refinance their loan, then there wouldn't be a prepayment penalty on that. But generally where these come in play is if someone is paying a large amount down on their mortgage balance, or they're just paying it off well ahead of the term of the mortgage. So Mm -hmm. that's where some lenders will put a prepayment fee in there because they haven't had the loan long enough to make any money off of it yet. So they want to be able to recoup some of that cost that they've got. Right. Is that something that you guys do also? Uh, We do not have prepayment penalties, no. Okay. So you can just borrow the
0: money, and then if you feel like you need to throw some money down, just do it, or you want to pay it off because you ran into money, just do
1: it. Right, yeah. that's exactly right. And a lot of people will do that. If they've got a chunk of cash that they want to put down on that, they'll pay that balance down and they can also do what's called a recast, which means their monthly payment will now be less because they've paid that balance down.
0: Okay, because they're, so, they're going right towards the
1: principal, basically. Exactly. Okay, right, awesome. Right. awesome, awesome, that's great.
0: And then with closing costs, you know, closing costs, um, again, I think we touched on a little bit earlier, but I think people just get really confused because they just don't understand that what, you know, what happens in that cost. And I think you touched on some of it. it's like the title work, transfer taxes. I mean, sure. Can Can you explain maybe the closing cost process a little bit or, you yeah. know, or what's going on inside the closing cost?
1: So most people will look initially at the cost that they have with their lender. They're going to have some fees that they'll have to pay up front with the lender. But again, um, there's other ancillary type fees such as the appraisal fee, um, title attorneys, uh, you've got an appraisal being done as well. So those things add to that total cost of that loan. And people don't initially look at that upfront. And there are some of those other fees that are really outside of just the mortgage itself.
0: Right. And, and I know when somebody's paying cash, the closing costs are a little bit different than when they're paying with a loan. So they just have to understand that when they're going in and getting a loan process, there's other fees that come along because they're paying also on the loan amount, I believe um, on your in closing costs
1: so if well even if you were buying a house cash, you'd still have uh some closing costs some closing but they'd be house. more on the uh, attorney or title attorney side right right more so than just the mortgage
0: so right, that's right. and that's and that's that's the standard wide if you got a loan there's going to be closing costs involved with that loan correct yes that's right so um is there any other things that people need to know what's going on in the market right now that uh you can throw out there, that sure. You know, maybe I wouldn't know about.
1: <laughs> so um, I think right now, what uh, people are still kind of standing back on the sidelines and wanting to wait to see what happens with interest rates. And I think what we'll see happen, and at least the you know the prognosticators out there, it would appear we're going to continue to see rates maybe not drop you know real quickly, but it looks like we might see some relief in 2024, mm-hmm. maybe getting into. Uh, you know half of the year or so probably going to see rates a little bit lower again who knows what's going to happen but i think overall that's what it feels like it is the fed right now the things that they're doing kind of tipping their hand on dropping rates um, as we go through from the end of this year probably won't happen before the end of this year but once we get into next year we think that that'll be the case rates yeah. will start to come down and people will get off the sidelines
0: yeah and and, and you're in the market like literally daily like today you said yeah. there's some changes today so um, What's nice is working with you. It, you know you're on it every day. You know when we call today, m- you might have a different story for me tomorrow. So at right. least I know who I can call to to get that. Um, is there uh, you want to tell them which ways we're going to get a hold of you? Is it going to be through email? Phone sure. number,
1: text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, generally a phone number is best, and mm-hmm. I can give you that right now. Or you can, yeah, you
0: can just spit it out here and yeah. you say, well, you know, how are we going to get a hold of you?
1: Sure. So. Uh, best number for me is 941-504-2120. Okay. That's my cell phone number, and I will answer that number unless I'm on the other line.
0: Okay, great. And great, and then we'll attach your, your email if they need yeah. to your email. Obviously, text you that also. Right. And, you know, I think that it's important that, you know, when we're working together, they're going to come in town. We find work with our team, with the Henson Group, with Marius, myself, and Jim, and our other agents. And we're going to help them find that right spot. And then when we, we turn them over to you, you know, you can kind of help them understand exactly where they're going to be in to afford and what they can afford. So we can go out and make that correct search because, you know, gosh forbid, nobody wants to look for a million-dollar home when they're approved for 750 Right, right. And fall in love with a million-dollar home or, you know, or, or what level we're at. So um, I think it's important, you know, not that we won't show somebody, somebody a place because they don't have a pre approval. right. But I think that the pre-approval process is very important, and and well, actually one thing I want to add in a, as a bonus: the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualified. Sure. Um, because those can be a, a, a difference breaker, and, and when we turn offers in, we need those letters to show that we're serious about buying a home right so right. maybe uh, explain a little difference between the two
1: sure the pre-qualification is basically with someone that has provided a loan application may have provided some documentation but many times not providing really anything yet what we're going to do is get an idea as to what their credit score is what their income is what their assets are and if that all that checks out they can get a pre-qualification letter. Right. A pre-approval letter is typically when you've got documentation from the borrower, you've run a credit report, and you've run it through the automated underwriting system, okay. and then you've got an approval through that system. So that's the difference. A pre-approval um, has a lot more weight to it than a pre-qualification. A pre-qualification is basically someone saying, I've looked at this information, and it appears as though you'll qualify for a loaner, or maybe you won't. But the other side of it is the pre-approval. That's having a little bit more teeth to that uh, approval process. Yeah, the pre-approval.
0: Of your, you've already got documentation of employment and all that stuff has been th- run through and checked and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, much stronger letter to, to send.
1: Exactly. It makes the sellers feel better when they know that, okay, this person's qualified to buy this house versus somebody that you know doesn't show that.
0: Right. Well, um, I really appreciate you being in. You know, um, We try to do this stuff as much as we can to keep people informed. Um, I look forward to having you in here, you know, much more often because the market is changing so much that, you know, we'll have to, you know, talk about what's yeah. going on in a month from now because, <laughs> right. it, and when we do start seeing some of those moves, we'd love to come back in and talk about it and kind of get things going. But, but in the meantime, if you're looking to buy a home, just, you know, just reach out to Michael who gave you the whole rundown. He's an easy guy to talk to. That's how we met. No pressure Just say, you know, how can I help? And then I think that's what I love about working with you. Cause we're both the same way. Just, you know, what can I do to help? Let's figure out your plan.
1: Yeah, Well, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, Both of you appreciate all your help with this, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You too.
0: i get around this mic. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So Thank you so much for making it here to the end. And if we can help you in any way, just give us that call, shoot us that text, shoot us that email, and we'll help you with that real estate here in Florida. And make sure you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and a tremendous year. Thank you so much.